Welcome to LaunchCast, a podcast sponsored by the Mon Valley LaunchBox. The Mon Valley LaunchBox is a no-cost incubator accelerator aimed at building the entrepreneur ecosystem in the Mon Valley. We also offer expert business coaching and low-cost working space with access to a computer lab, printing, conference space, and access to private offices for one-on-one meetings. We hope you enjoy the show. LaunchCast, where passion meets best practice. Welcome to LaunchCast. My name is Eric Yule. I am your host. I am the facilitator of the Mon Valley LaunchBox located in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. LaunchBox is a function of Invent Penn State, which is a program put on by our president of our university, and he wants to spur economic development in our community. We decided to start this podcast so that we can encourage entrepreneurs and help build an economic ecosystem for them in the Mon Valley area. Today, we have three special guests with us, one being Brother Leon, who is a entrepreneur who has a cleaning business, also a sports network, uh, Joe Gillespie, who is a, lo- a logistics specialist, and then finally, Kristen, who is with First Commonwealth Bank, who's going to talk to you about credit. So today, our topics are dedication and credit. Anybody who wants to open a business, who wants to start a business, you have to have dedication to your craft and to your product and to your industry if you want to see success. So I hope that today's topics and Guests will enlighten you and encourage you along your journey of entrepreneurship. Thanks and have a great day. Name is Leon Rocky Moore. I'm the um, entrepreneur and I'm the owner of uh, a few businesses. I own uh, RAC Cleaning, Big Rock and RAC. They're both one residential, one commercial cleaning company. They're both five-star rated, highest one in the actual region. Uh, that's thanks be to God. I don't, I don't boast in that lightly. It was something that had to be earned. It was not given to me, and I did not take it. I had to earn it. Um, I also own Roxmore Media, which is the parent company to Roxmore Sports, and it's uh, you know departmentalized. We have photography, video, uh, sound and engineering, PA setup, uh, breakdown. We have um, our newest department is Grief from Home Services. Where now due to the pandemic and to COVID, we actually going ahead and broadcast funerals so people can watch it at home on their couches because they can't make it to the funeral. So that's one of our latest uh, departments that we've recently developed. And um, the latest chapter that's almost finished is uh, I'm now the founder of my own nonprofit, Gifted Origins, you know. Gifted Origins Outreach and Fitness on its way. Got my state approval in, working on the federal. After that, it's game over. All right. So we have in the studio, as you heard, uh, Leon Rocky Moore, who is what I call a serial entrepreneur. He has multiple uh, things that he does, and he is excited about all of them. And, and I've known you now for a few years. And me personally, what I love about you is your energy, you know, uh, the energy, but also the dedication that you have to your craft. Um, you know, a lot of people sell to do things and do things on a level where uh, they feel like they can be successful. But what I've seen you do uh, on the flip side of that is, is just take it to another level. You, you go beyond what, what I ever imagined. I even take the, the sports network for an example. When you told me you were doing it, I said, that's great, you know. But then when I saw the finished product, it went well beyond, you know, what I ever expected. So talk to me just for a few minutes about your dedication to your craft and whatever you do. Uh, how you how you seek to achieve excellence? 
Well, I'm a firm believer um, that if you're going to do something, try mm-hmm. to be the best at it. Yes. Don't try to knock out the competition. I like competition. Amen. <laughs> competition makes you better. It keeps you from being complacent. Uh, for me, um, the thing that, that drives me is, is my family. You know, mm. uh, it's what keeps me motivated to get up every day and, you know, and, and walk outside that door. And today, walking outside the door is a big deal. Absolutely. You absolutely. Know, with the COVID and everything going on, it's a big deal. So when I look at this situation here, as far as what makes me wildly successful, I try to always think about what my other competitors are doing. All right. What makes me different? I like it. I you like know, it. What separates me? Because even when you have competition, you got to say to yourself, okay, how can I show that how different I am than that person? And I've been told, even by my wife over the weekend, as we were away, she tells me, she said, you know, you can't be upset about other institutions who have chosen to not bring you on yet. Okay. Because although you may be the best, they probably can't afford you. That means something. You know, so I said, okay, okay. But I'm an option that's on the table. And that's where you got to start at, right? If you're just to be an option, you know, uh, you started multiple businesses, right? So most people find it difficult to start the one business that they have their heart set to. Right. Uh, so, so talk to me about, again, you, you have the cleaning business, you have the sports network moving into the uh, uh, nonprofit realm, you know, uh, commercial and home, personal home cleaning. You have all of these different facets. Um, how do you balance them all and, again, keep dedicated to, to the success of each one? Well, for me, the goal was to be a millionaire. And to be a millionaire, I knew with as many competitors that I have in my field, trying to get there with that one avenue, mm-hmm. you will have some success if you do it right. If you focusing on serving, you're doing it right. And then if you're serving, God will take care of the rest. So I try to let that be my North Star. Okay. So it drives me to always make sure that when I am delivering, Whatever it is that I'm doing, whether it be the cleaning company, media, grievings from home, whatever the case may be, I want to make sure that I focus on the serving part. Because as long as I'm serving, I'm not serving myself. Okay. I like it. As long as I'm serving, I'm serving God's people. You understand what I'm saying? And if I'm taking care of God's people, I know God's going to take care of me. So, therefore, what I do is is that uh, just to stay focused on it all, I look at it and I say, okay, that's done this is done. All right, what next? So what I try to focus on literally is one day at a time, serving, serving, serving. And my goal is to be a millionaire. And I know that has to be earned. It's not going to be given. I like it. And you can't take it. I like it. But I know to get to a million, it's not going to happen with just one avenue. I like it. You got to have multiple avenues avenues to get there. So when things are popping, with the cleaning company, holiday season, we popping. Summertime, vacation, people trying to do this, do that, we popping. Springtime, we slow. And if you don't have regular contracts and regular businesses going on business arrangements with your clients, the revolving money gets challenging. So 
look at the other aspect of things. Sports Network. From August, school time, to May, we popping. But from June to July to most of August, we stagnant. Ain't nothing going on in the school district. So, therefore, comes the answer that in the summertime, 2021, the Rock Some More Top Tier Performance League will begin. So here you are moving into another another uh, avenue, right? But I don't want to ride past something right. that I felt that you said that was very important that I think my listeners need to hear. Okay. So your goal is to be a millionaire, right? Right. That's the ultimate goal, right? But on top of that goal is serving, right? And this is what I, I don't I think what entrepreneurs lose sight of, right? right? Everybody wants to be the best. Everybody wants to to make a million dollars. That's that's everybody's goal, but you. Are, are laser focused on your service. Mm. And you believe, from what I hear, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, is that the core of your service is your success. Mm. So, so to me, it sounds like the money is the icing on the cake after you serve, right? Because you said, if I take care of what I need to take care of, mm-hmm. then guess what? The money is a residual effect of me doing what I'm supposed to do and that's serving my customer at the highest level that I'm supposed to serve them. You know, So if you're out there and you're listening, uh, uh, guest, uh, just know that whatever it is that you're doing, your product has to be at its best for you to receive what you are looking to receive. Whether that be financial, whatever your goal is, you can't achieve it without service first. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to ride past that. Right. But again, so I, I love the way you, you think and you strategize and that, you know, again, if, if I'm slow, then I need to move in and do something else, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people just save their money up and save in the slow times and when it's lean, I can still eat, mm-hmm. you know, but you want to, you sound like you always want to be progressing, right? Right. Um, and you said something else that I want you to kind of spend a few minutes on. You said your family mm-hmm. is your motivation, right? right? So your dedication to your business, and correct me if I'm wrong, is almost like your dedication to your family. This is true. Because one takes care of the other. Exactly. Right? Talk mm-hmm. to me about that dedication, you know, to your craft um, with, through the lens of I'm doing this for my family. You know, because some people will sit there and say, you know, what do you do? And when it, in the beginning... Because the cleaning company is the biggest one of them all. Right, right. Now the sports network's starting to catch up. And it has a really good chance to blow the cleaning results out of the water. Which is good. So, you know, for me, when it comes to family. All right. um, There's certain things that I want to make sure that my kids are able to experience. Uh, there's some things that I'm. Uh, I want my kids to be able to have. Yes. Things I didn't have. Yes. Things that I. Uh, I want them to not have the same concerns that I had growing up. Okay. However, hoping and praying that they still have a grit. All right. All right. That's that one they, of our topics. We right. talked about grit earlier right. on in, in this podcast uh, series. Uh, that's not today's show, but right. I'm, I'm hearing you. Right. Right. That right. they have a grit and a grind that says, you know what, I need to go and get mines too. Okay. You know what I mean? But in essence, when I leave, it's your choice if you want to take it over and keep it in the family or someone else is going to run it and you'll be able to get a a portion of what's left over. But ask yourself, will anyone else care about it like the way you will? There you go. There you go. So, you know, so that's my hope for my kids. But my family, God cut us all to protect he called us all to provide. He called us all to teach or be preachers. No matter how you look at it, it's still a form of teaching. When it comes to the covering, 
I look at the covering as a particular lifestyle. Okay. I look at the covering as all bills are paid. I look at the covering as there's no pink slips anymore. There was a time in my life in the beginning where there there had been a few pink slips in my life. You know, I, I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to admit it. It's, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, but now today, me having the kind of wife that I have, um, you know, my wife is just like super awesome. She's the she keeps everything tied together and gives me the ability to have the lead way in the room to go out there and to take small risks, not big ones, small risks that will yield results that will hopefully continue to take us to places we've never been. You know, I took my wife to Hawaii recently, you know, and she's never been and neither have I. So it was a huge bucket list item for us. Knocked off, checked off. But it was a expensive bucket list. Being on the <laughs> East Coast and you going halfway across the globe? Yeah, 17 hours flying. Nah. You know, that was that was that was a hard piece. However, my wife turned 40 in Hawaii. Nice. You know, and she was like, I woke up in paradise. I never thought this day could ever be possible. Not on my 40th birthday, right? You know what I mean? And it was just like, wow. You know what I mean? That was huge. Uh, It was huge for me to hear that, Uh, but also to be a a huge part of the reason why that even happened. I knew it was going to be her first time uh, not hearing her mom call her and all the above. She just recently lost her mom at that particular time. And I said, okay, I want to do something that will help make that burden a little lighter. And we went to Hawaii, and that was a very expensive trip, very expensive. We went there, stayed there a whole seven days, you know, had the convertible GT and everything. Like I, I well, it sounds very, like though, it sounds like this this adage that we hear: if you work hard, you what? You, you play, play hard, hard right. you know. So right. uh, I'm hearing that coming from you that you've worked hard, mm. and and you know you're going to enjoy right the fruits of your labor, right. um, which is which is a, a shift from. The entrepreneurs of of years ago, right? Because those gentlemen and women would work and work and work and save up. And same premise as you, right? That I want to be able to take care of my family and give them what they want. But they work themselves to the bone. I I have a friend of mine who who owns a a produce company. And this gentleman works six days a week. And he only takes Sunday off because the business is slow. Mm -hmm. Um, If if there was business on Sunday, he would probably go in on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what he does. And that's what makes him happy. You know, uh, he has son lives in Florida and, and California. The kids are all over the place and, and they're doing well. Mm-hmm. He's happy just to be at home, you know. But again, I hear it coming from you that you work hard, you play hard. And it's ironic that we're, we're having an entrepreneurial conversation, right. but it's all leading back to my family, right? It's right. all leading back to this force that drives me, mm-hmm. this reason that I'm dedicated mm-hmm. to, to what I to what I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my listeners are going to be very encouraged to hear you say, right, I worked hard and I played hard, you know. I was able to provide something for my wife that she never imagined uh, that she was have. She was having a hard time in her life, and I was able to give her an experience, right, um, that she wouldn't have had otherwise. Uh, coming in, in during COVID, this is an ultra important conversation because right. um, I had a conversation earlier this morning that when we come out of COVID, people are saying we're going to go back to normal. Um, but there's going to be a new normal. It's not right. going to be the same, right? There's people going to make new investments. They're going they're going to uh, use their time differently, some more wisely and some more recklessly. But it's not going to be the same. We're never going to see life as it once was for us in this generation, right? This We're going to build a new normal for the next generation. The kids that come after us will have a normal, but our normal will never go back to what it was, you know, March uh, of, of last year. Um, so, so with that being said, um, have you thought about, 
different ways that you're going to move with your business moving forward? Well, right now, um, I would say if any business survived COVID, you had to, you can only survive with creative thinking. All right. If some businesses closed down, it's because the creative thinking process stopped a long time ago and their operations didn't survive the test of the weather of the storms. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so going forward, there are certain services that when COVID's over, the market for cleaning may change just a little bit. Okay. Um, This service may change just a little bit. People might say, okay, well, there's a vaccine now. We don't need you to be as thorough, but we still want you to be thorough enough. Okay. You know what I mean? But a person like me who refuses to allow his integrity to be compromised, I'm still going to choose to go the thorough route. We're going to get this thing a full, complete wipe down and sanitation that it absolutely needs. And we're not going to leave it as a chance or an opportunity for it to make its way back. And that's just my way of saying I put my best foot at my best foot forward, you know. So with COVID, then there will be a new normal. Um, but like you said, some people will embrace it. Some people won't. The question is, uh, I believe COVID was necessary. Wow. Wow. That's a big statement. You know, and, and I heard you say something that, I, I, again, I don't want to wrap past, right. is innovation, right? Creative thinking. Right. Um, you can't be stuck stagnant in one way, and that's the only way for us to be successful. Because when life happens, when things happen, when changes happen, right. then you find yourself left behind mm-hmm. and, and holding a bag, right, that nobody wants. Uh, so I definitely want everybody listening to hear what uh, Leon said. He said, listen. If, if when the tide changes and the tide rises, you better be the boat that's going to rise with the tide or else you're going to sink. Um, so so that, that's ultra important. So just for a, a few moments, Leon, can you uh, let my listeners know, uh, give me three things, three things that you would say uh, in respect to dedication that someone needs to possess to be successful in any, any business? Well, three things. The first thing I would say is... Uh, Dedication it seems to be the theme here. So the first thing is you got to have a game plan. And then when you have a game plan, you also got to have a secondary plan. Okay. So that's a two-part thing. You got to have a game plan. And something may not happen according to plan may cause for you to make adjustments. You got to have a plan B. Right. You got to have a plan right. A and a plan B. So, so for example, you, uh, you're, you're a business owner and then you got a plan and then COVID happens, do you have a backup plan? If you don't, you might find yourself struggling to stay operational. Absolutely. You might find yourself struggling to pay your bills, to handle payroll, you know. So you got to ask yourself, what do you do? You know, so first you got to have a plan. Second, you got to have this, you got to have this level of commitment that can't separate you because you got to realize having a business and trying to be successful, mm-hmm. it's like raising a baby. Mm. Having a business, once you have that business, you got your certification, you just birthed a new baby. But as that baby starts to grow, sometimes that baby won't let you sleep at night. Come on, talk about that it. That business won't let you sleep at night because you're hoping that this will happen and that will happen. You're waiting on it to take off. 
you waiting on that baby to develop and grow. That baby needs to be fed. Come on. You know, and then after that baby's been fed, you got what? Birth the baby. And then after that process is taking place, now here comes a part of the business you don't want to deal with. You want to deal with the, the rude <laughs> customer. You want to deal with the, right. the crappy service or, you know, that rude customer or whatever the case may be. Now here comes the changing of the diaper. So your level of commitment has to be inseparable because it's like raising a baby. I like it. I like I had it. A, I had a partner once upon a time, and he left. And then he seen that I stuck with it, and he seen that I became even more successful. And he was like, nah, I want to come back. I'm like, it's too late. Is that what you do with a kid? You say, nah, I ain't going to feed you today. I ain't going to change you today. I ain't gonna... Matter of fact, I'm going to just be out of here for a minute. You take care of yourself. Meanwhile, that baby don't know how to feed himself, don't know how to clothe himself, don't know how to bathe themselves. So what do you do? You have to remain committed. That's it. You have to have an inseparable amount of commitment. But most importantly, the last thing is, and I hate to say it's the last, but technically it should be the first. You got to have an unsurmountable amount of faith. Why faith? Because you got to believe in things you can't see. You got to believe in things you never even heard of before. You got to realize every day that my phone don't ring, I'm unemployed. That's it. Every day it doesn't ring, I'm unemployed. So if I don't have a transaction take place at the end of the day, I'm not helping my family. I'm not covering my family. So the faith is the most important component of it all. Why? Because without your faith, you'll quit. Man, that's that's deep because here, here's the thing. I, I, I participated in a panel last week uh, on Friday. It was a, a national panel around science mm-hmm. um, and community and how do they intersect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was coming from a faith perspective. And, mm-hmm. you know, faith is not something that scientists give value to, right? right. Um, but I explained to the scientists, guess what? You act on faith when you set out to prove a point mm-hmm. and you have no idea whether it's going to work. Mm-hmm. You got to have faith, right, that it's going to work or you won't even do what? You won't even try. Right. You won't even try. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those three pieces of wisdom that you just gave, um, I think will help any entrepreneur in uh, any any level, right? You got to have a plan, you got to be committed, and you got to have faith. Uh, faith that the, that what you plan will transpire, right? But even in the midst of all of that, and then your your uh, explanation, the dirty diaper. When the dirty diaper comes, you got to be ready to change it mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, uh, you can't let that stop you from what from progressing, right? right. So all, all of these things kind of work together. So uh, Leon, I've been thoroughly uh, uh, enjoying this conversation, um, and we, we need to wrap up here. But I, just one more question that I have for you. Sure. Um, and I ask this question of everybody. If there was one piece of advice that you gave to anybody um, who has an idea, uh, who wants to start a business, what would that one piece of advice be? So you've already talked about your three, you know, your three top things. Once you start the business, you got to be, you know, maintaining. But there's somebody out there right now who has an amazing idea, uh, who has an amazing uh, product they're trying to develop. Um, but they don't. They lack the faith, right, to, to move forward. So, what would be that one thing that you would say to that individual to to get them over the hump? What I would say to them is that there's a bunch of different things I could say, and you know, and, and some of them are you know sayings or slogans, if you will. You know, first one is if you don't chase your dreams, you won't catch it. You know what I mean? Uh, faith without work is dead. You got to believe, and then you got to go work at what you believe in in order to find some kind of result. 
Um, also, uh, last but not least, you know what I mean? You got to push. You got to pray until something happens. There's, there's a bunch of different sayings, but it's got to be so embedded into you, you got to wear it like a sweater. It's a fabric that you got to wear every single day. So what it is that you're trying to do, and I tell this to my son all the time, you know, because he, you know, he's doing his line edition thing and all the above. I tell him, I said, son, you got to be walking, breathing, spitting, pooping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your whole entire line edition brand. No one can believe in it more than you. The problem here is the reason why you're stalled is because I believe in it more than you do. And I can't, and I can't be. Exactly. So that, that's it. That's the that's the golden nugget, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody can believe in what you want more than you. Mm-hmm. If you if, if that's the case, then you you've already failed. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, nobody should be more passionate about what you want mm-hmm. than you. Exactly. That, that I love it. I love it. So uh, um, just uh, as we go out, can you tell my listeners if they wanted to contract you to clean, if they wanted to to bring the sports network in, what would be the best way that they can contact you? You can leave a phone number, or email, whatever you choose, but leave them something so that if they need to reach out to you they can i would say for the cleaning services you can go to google and and google big rock and rac cleaning you'll see us pop up that's the best way to get a hold of us for cleaning services on the five-star side of things if you're uh having uh sports and you're a big sports fan you know you can go to google go to rock some more sports you know that's r-o-x as an Xavier, come on, talk a about it. As an Apple, M O R E. So that's rock some more. So if you say it slow as rock some more. We're going to keep you rocking <laughs> all day and all night. So therefore, rocksomoresports.com. That's how you go ahead and find us on the sports avenue of things. But you can also go to the grieffromhome.com if you are experiencing a loved one who uh, who just lost their life or what have you. They just transitioned. You know what I mean? And you need services in order to help, you know, to help your family members grieve and to help you grieve. We're here to serve. You know, you can go there. You'll find you'll find my contact information there. I'll give my phone number away. It's not a big deal. If you don't know how to get a hold of me, I can't make anything happen. So that phone number is area code 412-378-8271. Once again, 412-378-8271. By all means, reach out. If there's anything that I can help do or assist you with, once again, my goal is to be a master servant because if I serve, God will take care of me. You heard it here. Uh, uh, Leon Roxamore has so many ways that he can help you uh, grieve, amen, get sports, uh, if, if, if that you need that in your life, and also get your house cleaned or your business cleaned. So you, you heard it here first. You have all the ways that you can contact him, and I hope you enjoyed this conversation, and I hope that you learned something from it today. Uh, never quit. My name is dream. Dave Golubsky, and uh, I am an owner of Generation One Logistics, and uh, we do brokerage for all types of transportation. So we're excited to have Dave Gillespie in our office today uh, on our podcast talking about dedication. Um, I heard his story just a few minutes ago, and I was compelled that I needed to have this conversation with him because he he talked a little bit about what he does and how he did it. But, you know, I don't think I got the full understanding of who he is and what he does. So I just want to take a few minutes to have this conversation with him around dedication. So if you can, just tell me, how long have you been in the industry of logistics? Uh, 41 years. 41 years. So over 41 years, how many people have you worked for over those 41 years? Um, probably 100. So you work for over 100 companies, uh, but the, the name you said to us today is yours. That's your baby. That's right. Um, so over those 41 years, talk to me about being dedicated to this work, uh, You know what it took 
you know, to, to, to stick into something for 41 years. There's very few people, you know, today, a college graduate, their first job is three years, you know. Uh, we're, we're gone away from the days where somebody works 25 years, gains a pension, and retires. You know, people kind of move around a lot. So tell me how you sustained and, and were dedicated to this work for 41 years. Well, my, my generation more was uh, the longer you stay at some place, the better off you were. Mm. And, you know, a, a wise soul told me, um, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And it's, it's, a, it's a point of really, number one, I think you have to like what you do. Yes. And, you know, if I could give advice to people going to college, please pick something, uh, an area that you really are, are, you know, interested in and, and would like to do for a long time. And that's, that was the key to why I stuck it out, and, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I worked uh, for a union company first, uh, in Roadway Express, and then we started RPS, and then FedEx bought us. So mm. I had 25 years that I rose through the ranks, and you know it was always out there that uh, again, if you work hard, you're going to get the rewards. And I was most fortunate to move up in the ranks and really make a good living, and, and just love the people I worked with and, and what wow. I did. So. Wow, forty-one years. So, so my father worked for the same company uh, my entire life. He ended up. He actually passed away when he was still working for this company, and uh, he was he was at a position where he could have retired. I think he was close to retiring, but you know, unfortunately, he passed away before he can do that. Uh, so, what's what has kept you in the business? Because you have enough time in. I'm sure you've had pensions and things of that nature. So you you could have walked away from work in general. But what what's kept you you know dedicated again to this this field? Um. Well, I had the 25 years with FedEx, and then I went to be an entrepreneur and had my own business since then. Um, it's all about liking it, and it's about, I don't know, I guess the best way to describe it is you have, you have something to get up in, in the morning that you're passionate about. Transportation to me is like putting a puzzle together. Absolutely. Point A, point B. I get really a lot of a, a self-satisfaction if the people that work for me are successful and our car company can put those puzzles together and do well for the customer and then make a little money at it on top of it all. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want you, if you're listening, I want you to understand, you know, you know what Dave is talking about because uh, he didn't go to college, so to speak, and say, I wanted to, to do this job in particular. Uh, but again, he, he got, he found this opportunity. He worked it for 25 years and you would think after 25 years of working for somebody else, who would want to be an entrepreneur. Uh, but what he's saying is he was so dedicated to this work. He loved it so much um, that he just wanted to keep doing it, you know? Uh, and I think that speaks volumes because a lot of people think entrepreneurship, the path is, you know, I sit down and I, I brainstorm, I come up with a great idea, I develop a product and I become a millionaire. Um, and I'm not saying you're a millionaire. You might be, you might not be, but I'm not concerned about your personal finance. But what I am saying is this, is that Dave was dedicated to this work. Um, and this work has paid off so much that he just wants to keep doing it. So even after 25 years of working for somebody else, it wasn't his own original idea that he came up with. He decided that he can do this on his own. So I want to say kudos to you, Dave, that you know after 25 years of working for somebody else, you saw the, the, the bigger picture is that I can, I can do this by myself. Uh, so if you're out there and you're working for somebody else and you're great at what you do, guess what? You can be just like Dave at some point and decide, I, I want to do this for myself. So, so Dave, if, if there's someone out there who's 
working uh, for someone else and they don't have the capital to do it. You know, I don't know how, what your your financial situation was when you stepped out, but you know, what what would you what would you say to encourage somebody who's working for somebody else who knows the business inside and out? It could probably do it on their own. What, what advice would you give that person? Well, it, it's funny you say a millionaire because I am a millionaire in relationships with people. Ah, I, I've met so many great people that have done such a great job that when I stepped out of uh, small package business with FedEx Ground, I went into, you know, the construction business with dump trucks, and now I'm in logistics with truckloads and all the different kinds. But you know what? It's such a customer base that from relationships I've built and people that used to work with me or for me or I used to work for them, I'm all connected back with those people time and time again. Um, sometimes, it, you know, in, in a different way, it's all who you know, but it's wow. all who you know because of the relationships you, you built, built with them in mm. this in this industry. So I think that's really important. Dave just dropped a, a valuable nugget on any person who's in any industry. Relationships are worth more than money. He said, I'm a millionaire in regards to the relationships that I have, but I don't want you to ride past what he said about relationships. Knowing people is only half the battle. Building a relationship with them is where the, the true uh, richness comes in at. So if you're listening out there, I hope you're always trying to find some gems in what we're saying. And what he said was relationships are worth more than money, A, but B, how you build that relationship will determine how successful you are or you are not. So if you're out there and you think I'm, I'm just, a, I'm, I'm great, you know, the relationship that you built was great, you know, uh, and, and two people together are greater than one. We, you know, that, and that's a general principle in life. Uh, so Dave, I'm encouraged by what you're, what you're talking about today. So if there's somebody who wants to get into the logistics business specifically, you know, what, what would be three key pieces of advice you would give them? Well, I, I think um, from an education standpoint, you, you have to get in some segment of the business. There's people out there with supply chain degrees and, and all the, of, of the such. But the thing about this industry, it's never going away. I mean, unless they, unless the, the teleporter from Star Trek comes into play <laughs> and can move goods now, um, you know, in the, in the foreseeable future. I would, you know, I would encourage you to get into an industry that you know is going to last, mm. and it's not a fly-by-night kind of thing. Absolutely, it's not the the flavor of the day, so to speak. Absolutely, and and then on top of it all, you got to like it. I, I'd say that again, but you got to like it. And um, I've seen and uh, dealt with so many miserable people who just didn't like what they were doing, and you know, and it's okay. Not everybody likes the same thing. You want to be an artist? That's fine. I'm not an artist. I love transportation, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You got to so love it. You, you got you to like it. And, you know, I think last but not least, and I don't want to beat this horse, but it, it's how you treat people and, and in turn they treat you back and you build those relationships and that's how you get further. You know, I, I've had several calls in my life where somebody would say, you know, I worked with you back then. You know, I, I have this position. Are you interested or do you know somebody? And, you know, you can help a lot of people that way by building those relationships, just not for yourself, but helping other people get positions and jobs. I love it. I, I love it. That, I hope that makes sense. No, it makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense. And what I, I love about what you said is I want, if, you, if you're a consistent listener, you may have heard my conversation with Rusta Barber. And, you know, he said from a barber perspective, it's how you treat people. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, here in the logistics business, it's how you treat people. Uh, one of the things that we focus here on a launch box is the intangibles. You know, there's a lot of... Um, of business incubators and business programs that will teach you all the the numbers and teach you all of those things, but you know we feel like if we if we teach you how to to 
to communicate with somebody in a meeting effectively, then, you know, that's half the battle. You can have all the numbers you have, you know, you want down pat, but if you don't have the relationship building piece of it, then, you know, it's, it's not going to be a fruitful opportunity for you. So, Dave, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, this conversation with you. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, hearing your story because, again, I heard it just a few minutes ago and I felt like I had to get this on, on tape. So I, I really appreciate you coming today. I really appreciate you doing this impromptu uh, interview with me. If there's anything that you would like to leave uh, for my listeners. So my listeners are people who are, you know, uh, young in their business, who are just starting out. And you have some people who have been in business for a while. Um, there's some people who I don't even know. I had a, bit, a listener from the UK uh, the other day, so I don't know everybody's uh, re- uh, situation. But if there's any nuggets you want to leave in entrepreneurs, so it doesn't have to be from a logistics perspective, just from entrepreneurship. If there's anything that you want uh, to leave to encourage the next person who might listen to this podcast. Yeah, I, I think that. Take your time. Take your time. It's okay. Okay. Um, I had a thought and it, it escaped me. Um, again, I, I got to go back to the relationship part of it. Is is you got to treat people, and, and, and we're taught this as children growing up in church. Absolutely. You know, you, you got to do unto others. You, you really do. And, and I remember the other part. The, the thing is, is I, I, I've been fortunate. I've got a lot of jobs that, you know, maybe I got overpromoted into. Mm-hmm. From a business standpoint, you got to know how to ask the right question. You got to mm. do your research and ask the right question. And the other side of it was to treat people like you want to be treated because um, that always works. It never has not, if you know what I'm talking absolutely, about. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that it's just so important, and people just don't get that. They they step on people as they're climbing corporate ladders and mm. stuff, and um, that just it'll never do you any good at any point in your career. Never do you any good. So ask the right question in addition to that treat people well. Well, you know, Dave, again, I thank you so much. Uh, like I said, I know you, you, you know, I actually did a very uh, short notice, but I really appreciate the conversation. I think my listeners will, will appreciate it. So you heard it here. You know, the number one, uh, one of the number one pieces of advice is treat people well, but also know how to ask the right question. You know, like you said, you might be overpromoted, but, you know, again, at the end of the day, uh, people are looking for somebody who can relate to people. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and somebody might have all the education in the world, but can't relate to people. And they, they mean your business no good. Right. So, you know, develop your interpersonal skills is what. But I'll take away from this conversation, but be dedicated to your craft. Dave has worked in this industry for 41 years, uh, and I don't see him slowing down yet. So, you know, if you're, if you're out there, just know that if you're passionate about something, you love what you do, and you're knowledgeable about it, your career can be as long as you would like it to be. So thanks again, Dave, for joining us on LaunchCast, and I hope you enjoyed listening to our show today. Thanks, and have an awesome day. Thank you. Kristen Slick, First Commonwealth Bank. So we have in the podcast studio with us today, Kristen uh, from First Commonwealth Bank, and she's going to talk to us today about credit. Uh, as you know, every, every ep- episode that we have, we talk about something that is uh, innate and then something that is solid. And our solid uh, subject today is credit. Uh, it's, it's important for all businesses to understand credit, especially when you go for financing. Uh, one of the things that we talked about in the previous uh, show, Kristen, is that financing is not a bad thing. Uh, financing helps you grow your business. So, you know, a lot of people think that I just want to earn money and never get a loan and never have to get financing. Uh, but it's very important that, you know, 
if you're going to grow your business that you're not always going to be able to do it on your own dime. But getting financing, you can't do that without having a good business credit established. So she's going to talk to us today about um, business credit. So uh, just tell me a little bit about your journey at First Commonwealth. So I've been employed at First Commonwealth for a little over seven years. I started out as a teller and advanced my way to a business banker where I uh, help small businesses, uh, small, large, any revenue size, you know, create your goal, help you fulfill your dreams. And if that means, you know, business lending, I'm here for you. Oh, wow. So you've been with First Commonwealth for seven years. Now, is that the, your first uh, entree into banking or did you do anything else before First Commonwealth? So I worked for a small bank located out in Indiana, PA, where I was in the loan department. So I serviced consumer loans, um, you know, get got everything uploaded to the system, you know, helped with, you know, providing solutions to customers. So you've seen both sides. You've seen the, the uh, personal banking side and now you're on the business banking side. And it sounds like you love business banking. So can you tell me what is the best thing about your job? The best thing about my job is helping any individual, you know, whether it be a consumer client, a business client, you know, getting to their ultimate goal of where they want to see themselves in in a year and in six months and, you know, so on and so forth, you know, 10, 15 years. What are their goals as a a human, as a business? Um, I think that is the most rewarding part of my job and what I do is just helping individuals get to their goal. I love to hear you say that because a lot of people think as banks as the bad guy, right? You know, when I'm going to a bank, I'm, I'm, I'm bowing down to the system or I'm coming to this place where I'll probably be rejected. You know, uh, we, we fear rejection so much in our society, but sometimes you have to hear no because behind no, there should be an explanation. Um, so when you work with businesses, uh, everybody doesn't get approved. Do you continue to work with them after? I do. So I never like to say that no is the answer because, you know, no is not always the answer. No, no can be, you know, now is not the right time. You know, let me help you, you know, get to where we need to be for a lending goal. If somebody, you know, has maybe had a little bit of a rough start, you know, six, six months ago or a year ago and, you know, um, got themselves in a little bit of a, a financial hardship, you know, I, I'm here to, to coach you and, you know, give you recommendations and help you to improve to where you need to be for, for credit. And like you said, credit, good credit, bad credit, it's not always necessarily bad. It's, you know, to help you grow, you know, and become a better, a better person. So tell me this, how does a bank factor credit into a lending decision? So we take a look at uh, a lot of factors. The first is what we take a look at is what's called loan to value. So we want to make sure that, you know, are we taking collateral? Are we, you know, doing a loan request unsecured? We like to look at debt to income. So, you know, how are you going to pay this loan back? You know, where is your money coming from? Um, You know, we like to take a look at tax returns and, you know, see what the gross sales are just to make sure that, you know, you as a company have the sufficient income as well as revenue to to make sure the loan is paid back. Awesome. So here at the Launchbox, we work with a lot of uh, small entrepreneurs and a lot of them don't have uh, established business banking as of yet so how would you how would their credit is it personal credit uh, or, or do they just are not in a decision-making matrix at that point? So do you look at personal credit? We take a look at both. So uh, if the business is looking to apply for business debt, the individual or the owner of the company is what's called a guarantor. So the guarantor is guaranteeing the loan, essentially. We take a look at business debt and personal debt as well as you know credit. So 
if a business doesn't have necessarily um, you know, a, an excellent credit score, we can do what's called a secured loan. So we, you know, take cash uh, that you put in an account and we secure those, that loan with, with um, secured cash. So there oh. are plenty of options that we have, you know, if there's a business that's just starting out and is looking to build credit, uh, the secured option is the best way to go to build credit fast. So I love what I'm hearing from you because it sounds like you have a lot of mechanisms in place to truly be a help. Um, like I said previously, I think everybody thinks the bank is the last place that I want to go and seek help. But it sounds like uh, you have a lot of, again, structure in place that if somebody comes to you, it's, it's really your goal. I hear your title when you say you're the business banker. Uh, you know, so, again, from a first Commonwealth perspective and from the industry perspective, I'm not up on all banks. Does everybody have business bankers? Is there something that is unique about uh, First Commonwealth that you would like to bring to light today? So we are a full service bank. We are also a community bank. So we like to help surrounding companies, um, you know, McKeesport, White Oak, surrounding areas that, you know, I am your point of contact. So most, you know, other institutions, you know, might have a department for business checking or a business loan. I am, you know, your contact for everything. So if a, a business is looking to obtain a relationship, I am your relationship manager, you know, for all goals that you would need. Awesome. So, so essentially you are my friend. Yes. <laughs> uh, you're, you're my friend. If I want to uh, start a business or if I'm already starting a business, you're my friend. Uh, so if you could give uh, three pieces of advice to anybody who is looking to obtain finances uh, from a credit perspective, what would be those three pieces of advice you would give? The three pieces of information I would give is, you know, um, limit limit the credit card spending. So if you put, you know, $500 on a credit card, leave a little balance on there, but um, you want to make sure that your the credit that is being uh, reported is, is good credit. So, you know, if your minimum payment due is, you know, $25, pay double. Um, you know, that that shows that, you know, that debt is good and repayable. Mm. Another thing that I would um, recommend is um, make sure that you have a, a goal in place. So, you know, start small, you know, work up with maybe a, a $500 limit. And then as it progresses, um, you know, extend a little bit of a, a larger credit just to, you know, get credit in the business name to help you for, um, you know, maybe long, longer term goals, uh, like purchasing a building if you're renting or purchasing some business equipment. You have to look at the, the smaller picture first before looking at the bigger picture. Mm, makes sense. Makes sense. So, uh, we're going to be wrapping up here just a moment. And my last question that I have for you, what well, is two last questions? One um, is very simple, but this one I want to ask you uh, from all the businesses that you work with over time and not saying names, but what has been the most rewarding part about your job and working with small businesses? So the most rewarding part is knowing at the end of the day that you are leaving your office um, at First Commonwealth Bank and knowing that you had a positive impact on that client. Um, a lot of business clients, you know, turn into personal clients as well, you know, and vice versa. So we, we have this um, array of different products, you know, that, you know, you don't need to go to an insurance company. You don't need to go to, um, you know, a, a financial advising place. We are a one-stop shop. So knowing that, you know, you can come to the bank and, and you have a financial advisor and, at hand and you have a business banker to help with, you know, business, business lending and business accounts, knowing that I work for a company that, you know, um, does it all is what's very rewarding, knowing that I can help all clients. 
That's amazing. That's amazing. So the last question I have for you is not too tough, but if someone wanted to get in contact with you who is here in the Mon Valley or, or further, uh, what, how would they find you? So I will give you my personal cell phone number okay. as well as my business office. My office number is 412-672-0469. And my cell phone is 412-627-0759. Those are the two best ways of contacting me. Um, if I could provide any assistance, please give me a call and I look forward to helping you. So you heard it here. First Commonwealth is here to help the people of the Mon Valley and, and even broader if need be. So you have her information, give her a call, and we hope that you enjoyed listening and we hope that you found the information to be valuable to you. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you.